Ever wondered what it's like to be a social media influencer? Well, this week we go behind the scenes with Taz Wright, prominent Perth influencer, who provides a very real and honest insight into life behind the posts. Taz shares how, as a mother and a model, she became a social media influencer and how she built her following to make an income from it. Taz goes deep into how her life began to significantly differ from the one she was portraying and the impact it had on her personally, which forced her to step away from social media for two years. This highlights one of her key points that influencers themselves are not exempt from the challenges of life, regardless of what their profile might look like. This is a very brave share from a wonderfully passionate woman who has to date kept her private life private. What is most interesting from the trials of her journey is the realisation of an inner need to return to something authentic and to have real connections to people beyond the output of a keyboard. So enjoy Taz. Hello and welcome back to WA Real. I'm your host, Bryn Edwards. Social media influencers are the focus item we'll be deep diving into today with my guest, Taz Wright. Taz, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me today. You're very welcome. So one of the questions I always ask my guests at the start is their relationship with Western Australia, hence why it's called WA Real. So I understand you moved here in 2009 from South Africa. It was your first trip overseas. Tell me, how did you end up here? Why did you come here? Um, my family moved over to Australia when I probably was about eight years old, my mum's family. Um, so I think it was always an option. Um, I was 26 years old and I was married at the time and I was pregnant with my second daughter. South Africa is not the most ideal place to raise girls and given the opportunity to move to Australia, I, I grabbed it and my ex-husband and I moved over um, and I can't tell you that I've ever looked back. That was my choice and Australia is my home um, and South Africa is behind me now. Right. Yeah. What is it you enjoy about being here? Um, I think the it's it's a land of opportunity, 100%. Um, I think that the lifestyle is really fair. Um, I feel that it's extremely safe. I feel that kids are given a massive opportunity from a very young age, which is not what South Africa offers. Um, and particularly women. Women have more of a voice here and seem to be a lot more valued and appreciated. Hmm. So this is your home now? This is definitely my home. No, I, back. No, we'll Have never you been back? back? I've been back twice. I was here for five months, um, had my daughter and went back for three because I thought, well, maybe I do miss home a little bit. I was there for two weeks and I kept saying I want to go home. My family <laughs> found it a bit absurd because I was home and in my head I wasn't. Um, right. In a very short space of time, Perth became my home. Um, so, yeah. There we go. So as I said, I want to talk about social media and social media influencers. Yeah. But to start off with this, I want to ask some really basic questions. What is a social media influencer? Wow, that is a, that, that's a broad question because I think everyone has different opinions of what a social media influencer is. Um, I would say my opinion of a social media influencer is someone that can influence. And when I say influence is someone that can be of guidance to someone in anything that they 
bringing forward that they advertise in that they passionate about that they love so it can go from a product to a feeling to an experience it, it's such a wide and broad you know title to be given to mm. someone um, a lot of people would look at social social media influencers and go well they just selling something again um, not all social media influencers are there to sell something but they there to share an experience pass it on to the next person um, mm. so it's it's like marketing in a human form right yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it, it's been an area of fascination and curiosity to me. I mean, as someone pointed out to me not so long ago, technically doing this podcast, I am, in theory, an influencer of sorts. Um, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's quite scary. Um, but yes, the when you mentioned, when, when the phrase, so influencers brought up one thinks of Instagram Facebook um, it's interesting so is it more linked as you said is it associated more with sales or is it associated with lifestyle or choices or opinions or just guidance for things in life I think that everything that you've just said would pretty much sum up mm. influencer um, I don't think that influencer is just someone that is going to be advertising something for a company or trying to push or promote a product um, I think that an influencer is someone that can either make a sale or change someone's life mm. um, it, it's that's why I say it's it's a very broad I particularly do not like calling myself that um, not that I that? don't influence people but I feel that because I can't quite say what my inf my influence would be on my following or people around me that understand and know what I do. Um, I would prefer to call myself a creative. I'm a creative at heart. Um, right. I kind of stand for that. Um, in regards to the influence side of things, yes, technically I am one, but I prefer to not call myself that. I feel like people that are not in it and people that don't quite understand it are often intimidated by that word. Um, and it's almost like a hierarchy. As soon as you say an influencer, automatically people are kind of, you know, back up against the wall and they go, oh, okay, so you're all famous and stuff. And, you know, you kind of sit mm. back and go, well, no, I'm just a mum of three that just loves doing what I do you know there's mm. I'm, I'm not famous in any way and I don't think I am um I'm just Taz yeah mm. it's interesting because even by just breaking it down into you know the components of it all you'd have an influencer who's influencing people and what are they influencing them about so I see the marketing aspect of who is it that you're actually in effect talking to and what are you talking to them about? Hmm. Yeah, it is. It is quite a. It's. A, I would say when it comes to society, when you have people that don't quite do that, and you have an influencer, a lot of people don't understand the hard work that goes into it. One, two. I don't think there's a massive respect for influencers because 
it's it's based around social media it's it all looks like fun and it's always so mm. glamorous and they get invited to all these glamorous events and they always look glamorous and everything always looks perfect so people that are your normal everyday nine to five qualifications degrees kind of look at that and go what is that what is that you know they question mm. that um i have, I have to say that when it comes to being an influencer, the, the biggest struggle that I would, I would have had or still have is the realness of it. Um, yes, that's one of the questions I wanted to ask. About. Is that a question? Yeah. <laughs> Am I getting ahead of myself? No, no, no. Yeah. Go um, is the realness of it. I have lots of influencer friends yes. and I'm going to put them in hyphen hyphen yeah we've got the bunny ears out yeah um i would say that i have a few and some of them are amazing some of them are so passionate about what they do um they've they grow in but you know day by day they grow in they kind of evolving into more of a personality than an influencer they you know they they change in in what they're doing um but i can say the one thing that i struggle with is how much can you give to someone via a social media platform which initially started to share experiences and to to share photos and to connect with people that's what it's that was the main talking about instagram i'm talking about facebook i'm not too familiar with any other social media platforms because those two fry my brain already um i'd like to save what i have left um is how much can you, you know, how much can you give to someone? How real can you be? Where do you draw the line? Where do you go? Do you know what? That is my private life and mm. I've got to keep something sacred. Mm. You know, do you, where do you stop? How far does one go to have that successful influencer status? Um, I am by no means a successful influencer. I think that my, my values and my personality away from social media, that for people that know me, choose to be involved with me and choose to work with me because they actually know the person behind that social media page. Um, I can't say that I get heaps of work or, you know, I don't. I really don't because I refuse to succumb to the expectations of, of social media. You either have to um, have the money behind you or you have to get, get some, show some skin, you know, and they're two things that I don't have. Yeah, I'm, mm. I'm a single mom of three and I work hard every single day and I will not go against the modest, you know, upbringing or way I've, I've always seen myself. Mm. So if you don't have those two, you, you know, it's pretty much a hustle mm. if, if I can say that. Yeah. What do you mean? You said the expectations of social media. What, what are they? Um... If I can be extremely real, and when I say real, I mean like real, real, uh, sex sells, and that is right. that is that is society. Society is so desensitized to the value of a woman's body and the value of a man's body and the modesty, and it it does sell. Um, yeah. For example, I once a year I go to Bali on holiday. And I will put up pictures of myself in a bikini. And that's the only time you will actually see me in a bikini on my social media because I don't go down to, you know, 
Scarborough Beach and take a photo in my bikini and pop it up and go I'm at Scarborough Beach I kind of look at that and go well I'm on holiday um, and it's an experience and it's I'm telling a story on my on my Instagram social media mm-hmm. um, those photos would be like it, the engagement on those photos is unbelievable and then I get back home and I put up a picture of me in a turtleneck covered from head to toe and very very little engagement so the way i see it is the way the mind um or what the mind is attracted to it's almost as though people have become robotic to what's sexy and what Mm. is normal and what is allowed and what is not allowed and everything that would have been taboo 20 years ago is now okay it's okay um and i just refuse to i refuse to be someone different just because I want that bigger engagement or the the attention or pe- for people to remember me. If somebody comes across my social media and has a scroll through it, doesn't follow me, doesn't comment, and they leave and they go to another page, if they forget me, that's okay because what I have to offer, they don't need. But if they remember me based on what I show and what I offer, then I've brought something valuable to their mind and they're going, oh, I, I've, she sparked something. I want to follow her. I think, when I, look at, I think when I look at my social media, I feel like a lot of the people that follow me would be mums, young mums mm. um, that have, have, have experienced life, that have you know, kind of gone through a lot of things in their lives. And from the feedback that I get from some of them is I inspire them in how I am as a as a mum, you know, a single mum. So that's where my influence is coming from, is me being real. You know, I if that's who I am, I can't be somebody that I'm not. Mm. Yeah. Tell me how you got into this. Um, I started modelling when I was 15 years old and I was extremely passionate about it. Um, modelling is very it's tedious and can be quite a horrible psychological thing to get into if i can say that um i was 15 and well you know with at 15 you get into modeling you 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 have massive goals and those goals are i want to be seen on the cover of vogue one day do i have the genetics Hmm. you know to be seen on the cover of vogue Probably not. I come from a very voluptuous line of women. Um, so having to constantly watch what I ate and keep this tiny little figure, I could do it. I was doing it. I was happy. I went through a couple of years of modeling and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I realized that that was my passion. Um, not because I wanted someone to say how beautiful I was, but because I genuinely loved the idea of getting photographed I absolutely loved it um I had my daughter when I was 20 and after I had her I realized that I could not continue to do something that could have been of negative influence on her because I was so obsessed with what I look like Mm. it then became my obsession stayed with me and it started to affect me mentally um as in, I was always conscious of myself right. and I would look at myself and see something completely different to this what is, everyone else this saw. This is 
after becoming a mum? Yes. Right. Um, I decided to tackle it in different ways. So I started training, started doing more physical activity. Um, but stress is something that I realized makes me lose weight, excuse me, makes me lose weight very quickly. Um, and obviously the planning of moving from South Africa to Australia, that definitely took toll on me. Um, but yes, so I stopped modeling for a little while. I had my second daughter and I was in Australia. Um, I didn't feel like I had that when it, you, when you looked at girls from Australia and I looked at myself, I was like, well, I, I don't feel like I, I could make it here. Like I'm not, I don't look like them. You know, I don't, I don't look like the girls here. I don't, I don't speak like them. I'm from a different country and, you know, so, so close-minded. And that would have come from never, I've never traveled. So I didn't know what the world was like. So I was this mm. tiny little person, you know, tiny little fish in a massive fish pond. And I did not know where, when, what, and how. Um, I decided to, I, I was, Leah would have been two years old and I decided that I needed to give it a shot. So I went yeah, back to being, modeling. Yes. Yeah. So I went back to modeling and it was a massive fail, massive fail, because I think it was more of a mental thing than an actual passion, mm. which I had before. Massive fail meaning... I didn't, I didn't actually get, I felt like it was tedious. I felt like it was, so was an work, effort. Um, I got a few jobs here and there, but it wasn't those jobs that they, I felt like I was mediocre. If that's the word I could use, I just felt so mediocre. I felt mm. like I wasn't doing it for passion. I was doing it to see if I still had that X factor, which I had in South Africa, but I obviously, you know, it, it was different here. It's, it's a lot bigger here than what it is in the little city that I came from. Um, what was the original passion to be a, a model? We'll come back to it. Um, I was walking through Johannesburg one day with my mom. I would have been quite a lanky kid um, and at the time and um, a producer of a channel in South Africa had seen me walking through Rosebank, which is in Johannesburg, and approached my mom and asked my mom if he could he could cast me in the agency that was under under the television um, channel. And my mom said no. Um, and I was devastated because I felt like, okay, well that could have been my opportunity. You know, that was 15 years old to be scouted by someone that massive. You know, I felt felt like my mom had taken that away from me a little bit. Of course, yeah. it's South Africa, and you know, it, parents are so protective of their kids. There, you just don't know what's around the corner. Um, so I didn't, I didn't end up doing that, and I felt like I it was a missed opportunity. But it kind of sparked something in my head that if he had seen something, then maybe I did have something to offer. Something there, yeah. So I started entering beauty pageants. Um, and from there, it's, yeah, she let me do that. They were little small time where she could control it. You know, she could come along and yeah. watch and see and, you know, monitor things. Um, that was on a bigger scale. You know, she wouldn't have probably been allowed to, to be around certain things. And she would have, yeah, she would have had a massive problem with that. So I started entering, entering beauty pageants and from there kind of just, yeah, just snowballed into me signing with an agency and, um, doing work with an agency 
and eventually... By that point, she was all right with it. By that point, I was a lot older. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she she was kind of like, well, you know, I'm, I'm actually making money off this and it's kind of in a safe environment. Mm. And the agency that I had signed with was a mum of two, three, three, and two of her daughters um, modelled for the agency. So it was a safe zone. And Had that family safe yeah, zone. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So back to where we were before. Yes. Um, had another stab at modelling. Yeah, Didn't so I kind out. of went through a little bit of a... Second time mum. Yeah, second time mum. On and off, not quite making it, still feeling quite insecure about what I was and what I look like in this massive, beautiful place called Australia. Um, and... I, it fizzled out. It really did. I started to train a little bit more. So I come from a family that is extremely passionate about bodybuilding. My dad still does it. He's 59 and still competing all over the world. Um, so I decided, okay, well, I will get involved in training. And I got involved in my training and my life took a bit of a turn. I went through a separation and three months later, my mom passed away. So I had gone back to South Africa and all my hard work, once again, another goal that I wanted to try and achieve was to sculpt my body to compete, to be, you know, to kind of go into what my dad was doing. And mm. um, of course there would be that wanting my dad to be proud of me, you know, um, that all, you know, fell apart. I went back to South Africa to bury my mom and it, it was just a really traumatic time for my sister and I and I lost heaps of weight. I was really, really skinny um, and that dream kind of fell apart. You know, that didn't happen. Got back and I very, very quickly met someone and next minute we were pregnant and engaged to be married. Whirlwind romance, complete whirlwind romance. Um, I had my daughter and after that I was pretty much stay-at-home mom with the baby you know to all the kids at school something new mm. again because it's five years between the kids and I needed to find something I mm. needed to do something for me I was like I have all this potential I'm creative I know what I you know I know what I've been equipped with why am I just sitting and doing nothing so I decided to go back to drawing, which I absolutely loved at school. And I started to create a, kid, a kid's clothing line. And I was like, okay, well, you know, social media seems to be what everybody's using as a, as a platform, which was in 2015. And that's probably when a lot of businesses started jumping on that bandwagon of, we're just going to use social media as a, as a form of marketing. Mm. Um, I started my kids' clothing line in 2000, at the end of 2015, um, and it was very successful. Um, it grew quicker than my finances, unfortunately. I started my clothing business with $192 in my bank account. At the end of that financial year, um, small business, we made 44000 and I had a profit of ten grand, which was massive for a small business and for the first year of trading. Um, I did not have a second income, which most successful business owners do. Um, I didn't have a second income. I didn't have capital. Everything that came in pretty much went back into the business. Um, and I 
started obviously taking photos for my range and I would do photos here and there and I suddenly became the person behind the camera and I found out that I actually love to take photos. So I started creating content for my kids' clothing range. It became very tiring for me. Excuse me. Very, very tiring for me with, you know, the three kids being someone's wife, the business. It was just... I was probably in the most unhealthiest state of my life at the time. I was really down. I just had lost heaps of weight. Um, I, my anxiety shot through the roof. I've never, ever suffered with such bad anxiety before. Um, the anxiety came out in a form of me being extremely OCD. I found that I was just spending every single day at home. I refused to go anywhere. Um, and I used to clean my house all the time. I became obsessed yeah. with cleaning my house. And I couldn't, I couldn't keep this business going. It was, it was draining me because I just did is, not have the finances. Is that how the, the stress and the anxiety of the business oh, was showing Oh, gosh, up? yes, absolutely. And so because I started taking the photos for the kids' clothing line, I decided that I'm going to give this social media... <clears throat> influencer thing a shot and it's strange because when I went into it I was like oh I think I'm just going to put myself out there maybe I could go back to my modeling it Mm. kept it was kept it was always there at the back of my mind going maybe I could tap into my modeling again it's a rebirth yeah Yeah. and it's like if you if you if you think about it there's a few times in my life that I'm like oh modeling again modeling so it was always there and I started an account and I started posting really beautiful pictures and I'm quite um pedantic about my aesthetic and if I'm going to do something I'm going to do it properly so when Mm. I presented obviously seeing all these other influencers that were already there on social media all their photos were always so pretty and crisp and clean and every everyone had different aesthetics so I kind of noticed that there was always a flow and people stayed true to what they were posting um so I started doing the same thing and I had a friend in business that realized that I had a talent behind that. And she kind of pushed me in the direction of, you know, kind of move towards the whole influencer thing and And, and approach people. This this account was separate to the kids clothing line. The kids clothing line was completely separate. Um, So that account started to grow. Mm. But when I had started my Taz Wright page, because of the name I built for myself under By Faith and Grace, people were already, By Faith and Grace was my kids' clothing line. People were already knew who I was on my Taz Wright. So people were, that was growing already. And it was almost as though, well, she's she's the owner of By Faith and Grace, so we want to follow her. You know, we want to see what she's doing completely different. Exactly. Um, So I then noticed that I grew as an individual, mm. I grew past my brand. Mm. So people weren't going, that's Taz Wright who owns By Faith and Grace. People were just going, that's Taz Wright. Mm. Um, and I- grow, what the yeah, metrics Yeah, it, it, was, it, was so, it was so strange because I kind of never looked at myself like that. Um, and I didn't, I always have this struggle with, am I worthy? Mm. Am I good enough to have that title? Am I good enough for somebody to think that of me? Um, which I think comes from me just being, trying to be as humble as possible as I go through my life. Um, but yes, so I kind of 
grow grew on that end of things and unfortunately by faith and grace I had to close because it it I was putting too much into it and I was getting nothing out of it anymore and so I closed that um mm. and I started concentrating on my Tazrite page and I grew that and a part of me I I would say I still feel a little lost you know it's really strange I still wake up every day going what am I trying to achieve? See, this is one of the questions I'm going to ask you. It's like, you know, listening to that, it's kind of, yeah, I understand you have the account that's doing, that's promoting the kids' clothing. So this is like a tangible thing. Look at the kids' clothing. Is the kids wearing this? Da, 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 da. It looks good. Yeah, click, go, buy. End point. Yeah, there's a sales funnel there. Yeah. But by saying, oh, I'll take aesthetic pictures of myself and then put them out there it's kind of like for what end and for who yeah <laughs> this is true and this is yeah. this is a question that most people pragmatic you know here. i don't even think that i think you're being i think you're being i think you're spot on when you ask that question you know if what i think everyone needs to ask that question what is your end game what mm. are you wanting to achieve from this what are you, I, doing? What are you showing up with I have gotten work from it. I, you yeah. know, that is the truth. I have work. gotten work, as in paid work for yeah. being an influencer. Um, but when I look at it, I look at it and go, what am I getting from it long term? Hmm. Where am I going? Am I going to be this massive influencer that, you know, travel agencies approach and go well we're going to send you and your family to Bora Bora for like two weeks and we just want you to take photos and say you traveled with us and do you know what I mean is yeah. it going to get to that point is it going to get to a point where because there are influencers that are doing that that are traveling the world and you know they can make those those requests and say well if you want me to travel you have to pay for my kids and my husband and you know so they are they are influencers on that level who are extremely talented in what they do they're brilliant um and yes it's a very glamorous lifestyle but it's hard work because in order for that lifestyle to 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 look glamorous to you and i and everyone else they've had to put a lot of work in there to sell the dream and mm. the dream is you want you know you want to go to Bora Bora mm. and you want to be like exactly here. right um it's it's a question I ask myself every day you know where where is this going what I wish I could kind of jump 10 years forward and see where I'd be so I'll know now if I'm wasting my time or is it going to be bigger or mm. what what is it you know where is it going I have had quite a bumpy road in life and whether it be self-inflicted or really making really, really stupid decisions and choices. Um, the one thing that I regret the most is not completing my degree. <clears throat> Excuse me. I wish I had and not, I don't think I. I don't think I would have been a lawyer. It was. I was studying law. Yeah. I don't think I would have been a lawyer because I feel like I'm too much of a free spirit and I don't like doing the same thing every day. I like Mm. something different. Something needs to excite me. I. I see things differently every day, and I think I would have just wanted it to know that I had something to fall back on. You know, I have that. Even if I never used it, it's just Mm. the way my most people's mind would work is 
okay, well, this is not working out and I have something, but we so might never, it's security, that's right. So my journey now as an influencer, I keep going, well, what, how do I take this to more of a, and when I, I don't think it's not an intellectual thing to do because I think it's a creative thing to do. How can I take this to a level where I can respect myself a little bit more, you know, mm. because of what I initially wanted to do in my life. Um, so I am, I have plans and I am wanting to go back to school and uni and do what I need to do and, and what will try. That I think that I can what I want to study is going to take what I'm doing right now and maybe help me a little bit more than just a pretty picture. Hmm. It's going to help me understand why social media and or any form of social media is such a huge success marketing wise. It's going to help me understand the behind scene of it how it benefits small businesses i'm not looking at just having pretty pictures for the rest of my life hmm. you know that's more the science behind it it's it's not what i want to be doing hmm. on its own i want to know that there's because i do have a lot of information and i do have a lot of experience and even just having my clothing business you know that that blew up within six months you know, I had 10,000 organic followers within six months of having my store. Mm. We went worldwide in the first month. I had people and kids all over the world wearing my stuff from Russia to the UK or sorry, to England. You know, it, it was Israel. Like it was insane. I would get orders come through and I'm like, do people actually live there? You know, I know, I know it exists, but I, do they have the internet? Like, do you internet just, reach yeah, them? like does it is my page get to there? <laughs> I mean, do you know what I mean? Like I, I couldn't believe it. So for me, having had that successful business, the only reason that business is not here today is because I didn't have the funds to, to push forward. The thing with social media is that that can't be the end product for your marketing. What can't? You can't just market on social media because it will, it comes to an end. Hmm. And then what do you do? How do you take that success from social media and make it something even bigger? Yeah. You have to have your next step. What's your next step to take this bigger? This is one of the things that's always sort of um, perplexed me and I didn't quite get. Like, with the kids where I get it. It's advertising, it's advertising to the world, it's a funnel that comes in, you sell stuff. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. But to be an influencer, to have 10, 20, 50, 100, half a million followers, for what point? Again, am I being overly male? No, I don't think you are. Mark, everyone has a different, I think everyone has a mm. different end goal as being an influencer. And it's working for some and it's and it might not be working for others and i think that i would fall into kind of the middle where it's still it's working for me and i still love it i love it i mm. love everything about it but i want to challenge myself i don't feel challenged enough right. and challenging myself for me means i've got to educate myself in something that surrounds what i love already 
to kind of uplift myself a little bit more and for you know what I'm going to be studying and I've you know I've applied to uni is a marketing degree Hmm. and for me that's perfect because it might not benefit me social media wise but it might land me a really good job where I can walk into a company and go, well, I've, I've worked on social media for X amount of years. I have a degree to back me up because truth be told, you know, that's something that it, some people don't have degrees and are very successful today. And some people do. And I think, again, I fall into, I have to have a degree. Maybe it's just the way my mind is wired or I don't know, but I maybe it's just me. Maybe I want to know that I've achieved something and I didn't give up because I took the easy road, you know. Mm. Um so me going back to uni and, you know, completing my my degree would mean that I can take something that I feel and that I love but feel that I don't know how to grow further than where I've taken it already. Mm. It's going to give me that encouragement and, and knowledge yeah I think it's going to equip me to to grow yeah so when you wake up of the day how do you go about creating something to put online do you have like a list of stuff and you go oh, I think I'll do that or do you wake up and go hmm I'll do this <laughs> <laughs> um the secret behind being an influencer and social media is that Everything you see does not necessarily mean it's happening at the time. (laughs) Um, I could be sitting there with my hair not washed for five days in my pajamas. I haven't brushed my teeth. And then I could put up a picture of me looking extremely glamorous, (laughs) walking down the street like I have no worries in the world, enjoying a coffee and saying, morning coffee is what I need today or you know, but first coffee, which is, and everybody be like, oh, wow, she looks amazing on a Monday morning at nine o'clock. And I'm just (laughs) sitting in my bed going, I just, um, (laughs) right. Now we're getting getting into the, uh, the gap between reality and what's posted. Yeah. Um, it's been doing that. It's, it's, you're pretty much selling yourself. It's like a business, you know, you're, if you have a business, you're not going to put up anything that's not going to be beneficial to it. And with being an influencer, there are influencers that don't put up very pretty photos and glamorous pictures, and yet they they do really well and they grow these massive followings and people are in awe of them because mm. of the realness. But then there's also a side of society that wants that pretty picture and that wants that glamorous look. And I don't think people actually... I think there are a, a, a group, like a certain amount of people that would believe that that could be me on a Monday morning, but then there's another side of you know of society that's going to go, that's not her, and she just puts up pretty pictures, so we just accept it for what it is. So it's a it is a double edged sword, mm. I will say, um, and I plan. So I plan my photos. I will set a day aside and I will do a photo shoot and. Of lots of different things. Of lots of different things. And I have content. So it's making sure you have that content ready to post every day. There are times where I don't have the energy to even look into a camera. Like, I'm like, I could not be bothered. And I don't have anything to post on my social media. Like nothing. And I'm not going to just take some photo Mm. and just post it. Because I have an aesthetic. Yeah. And I have... 
a standard of expectation of myself and what I want my social media to look like. So it has to look pretty all the time. And maybe that just comes from me being pedantic and quite meticulous about how things should be and mm. how it should look. Um, so, yes, people do plan ahead. People don't just – that's not what they do every Snap. day. Me. Yeah. And, you know, if you have a look at my social media, I actually have something up there saying that Instagram doesn't reflect the, our real lives. And I want people to know that, that what you see on my Instagram does not reflect what is happening at the time. It's a two minute, it's not even, it's two seconds of my life. And it might not even be that. I might, my, me walking down the street with a coffee does not necessarily mean that that's what you have to look like when you're mm. drinking a coffee, but it's me telling you that I'm a coffee addict and I love my coffee and I'm going to make my love of coffee look glamorous. So if people actually start looking at things differently and not for, you know, just seeing me walking down the street with a coffee in my hand, you know, there's, there's a little bit of a story behind each, each photo. And because I do know a lot of influencers, their, their passions and their, you know, their intentions on each photo is there, there's a reason. There's definitely a reason and pretty pictures, pretty much that's what people want to see and that's what social media is about i can't really say that i'm a fan of facebook and I, I never really have been um i kind of look at facebook and instagram and i go okay if i had if i had an option you know which one would i spend more of my time on it would probably be instagram facebook became very draining for me and i felt like it was just a platform to abuse people mm. um a picture is not so abusive but words for me like words are big so i moved away from there and i just didn't feel like it was benefiting me in any way i still have it though um i look at facebook and instagram and facebook's like gumtree and instagram's like google you know you either go to gumtree if you're looking for something to buy or you go to google if you're looking for something to buy that's how I describe it. Or you want to sell your product. You can use Facebook or you can use Instagram, mm. Google or Gumtree. You know, it, that's how I look at it. And so Instagram is definitely something that I gravitate to a lot more. And yeah, so it's not always what it seems. It isn't, definitely not. But that's why we have stories. You know, mm. we have stories now and with stories, we can show you behind the scenes. You know, I can post a photo and you know, two minutes later, I can, I think it's becoming normal to be able to do that for me to put up a picture of me having a coffee in, you know, in heels and a fur coat. And then two hours later, I'm having a massage, you know, I think it's normal to do that now because people are kind of going, well, that's just a pretty picture. Not everyone, but I'm hoping most people. Hmm. Does it get wearing having this persona on Instagram and given that you know that's a two second insight into your life which is creating these expectations and people will I presume communicate with you through comments or direct messages and stuff like that and then what really is going on and the human journey that Taz is going through it's very conflicting very, very conflicting and extreme. Does that create tension within? Oh, it creates more than tension. It's 
it is a whole different beast, if I can say that. Tell me about it. Um, I've actually just recently been through that, where social media, I created this life on social media because I needed to and I had to and I had to keep to my aesthetic. But in my personal life, everything was falling apart. Every single thing. And I was falling apart. But every single photo I put up was a happy one and a perfect one. And it became very tiring for me. I, the moment things peaked for me as an influencer was the moment everything started to fall apart in my personal life. What, what did peak look like? As in, I was getting invited to events and I was wanting, you know, people wanted me to be at certain events for yeah. association. How many followers did you have? Yeah. Oh, I, like I, I didn't have a lot, I didn't have a massive following. It's, it wasn't about my following, it, it was about me, what I had created, oh, right. who I was. And the door. That yeah, that you know, it's again, you know, that that's a completely different story where following doesn't actually define who you are. Right. Um, I, I peaked at that point and, you know, I was getting a lot of work coming in. A lot of people wanted to work with me and my personal life was going in the opposite direction. That, that was not affecting my personal life. My personal life was going in a different direction because of completely different reasons. Um, I was, I was slowly breaking. I was completely breaking and it was Two years ago, probably the hardest year of my life. Everything fell apart. I did not know how to be at an event with a smile on my face and not feel depressed on the inside. I did not know how to put up a picture and pretend to be happy and positive and because I, I had... I had to give someone something every day. I needed to make sure that whoever was looking at my social media, that I was still giving them that positive and that, you know, that encouragement. But while I was filling everyone else's tank via social media, nobody was filling mine. And I was, I was wearing like Mm. very fast, very, very fast. It affected a lot around me, what was going on. And I went through my second divorce um, and I did not know that a lot of what I was going through in my life pulled me away from one of the most important jobs I have ever been given in my life. My first calling, and that was to be a mother. I didn't realize how my personal life, my work life, how it was all affecting my relationship with my kids. That my relationship was still beautiful with them, but I was not present anymore. I wasn't present physically, and when I was present, I wasn't present mentally. Um, it changed a lot. It changed a lot. I found everything to be so hard and draining, and I lost every single bit of what's the word I'm looking for. Um, just that drive, like I lost it. I mm. didn't, I just didn't feel like I, I had, I could move forward. I just didn't want to. I, the one thing that made me happy, I felt like I was just, it was just fake, you know, could I be real? 
I just wanted to be real for a minute, but how can I be real after I've created such a perfect life? What would real mean? To like, go just... onto my social media and say, do you know what? I've just been through my second divorce. Not something that I wanted, not something that I, nobody gets married to get divorced. It was life. It mm. is where I got in. It is where the marriage went. It, it is what it is, you know. I did, could I go on and say that? Could I, could I actually say that? I was fearful of being real. I was fearful of exposing myself. How much can I give someone? Will they throw that back in my face? Are they going to be abusive to me? Because in the four years or three years that I've been on social media building my influencer you know, page, I've never had a negative comment. Never. I've never been abused. I've never had a negative comment because I've always been safe. And I felt like if I had been real about what I was going through, so many different people have so many different opinions on breakdown in marriage, on divorce, on was I ready to hear people's opinions? No, I wasn't. I was not ready to hear that. And I, I came to a point where I needed to fix me. I needed to get through one of the most awful times in my life to be able to speak about it with a clear mind and not emotional because I would be that person that would be very emotional in any situation. So why not emotional? Um, because I feel like if I was emotional, I would have, I would have invited opinions and I didn't want an opinion. I did not want an opinion from anyone. I wanted to understand and figure out why my life went that way. Mm-hmm. You know, why, why, why was I there? Why was I there? Um, I in didn't that place. in that place. People that follow me on my social media, I would say that half of them would be people that genuinely care about my life and who I am as an individual. The other half might be just inspired by a pretty picture and maybe just needs that. Maybe they just need that. Wow. I'm that's something I'm going to do one day. Um, I I wasn't ready for two different opinions. I, I just couldn't do it. I could not do it. So I pulled myself away. I pulled myself away from massively social from social media, from events. Um, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I did could you, not. Did you close it or just stop? I didn't, I didn't close it. A lot of people had, people close to me had suggested that I just switch off from it for a little while. Um, I didn't listen. And I, I made the choice of not being out there anymore and you know, not going to events anymore because I didn't know how to pretend anymore. Mm. I, I just couldn't do what it. What sort of events were you being invited to? Then? Um, you know, it would have been a lot of professional, professional events, fashion mm. events, right. um, brand activations. You know, a, a variety of them, and they would have been with quite, you know, quite respected yeah. companies and businesses, professional businesses. Um, I could not be that person anymore. And I needed to, I need to prioritize. It was time for me to prioritize. And prioritizing meant that one, I needed to do
deal with what I was going through mm. because social media was not going to help me overcome the massive things that was going on in my life. Um, I dealt with that and it was hard. Um, and the next step I took was instead of looking everywhere else for that comfort and that validation, I needed to look at the people closest to me and that was my kids. And they gave me all the validation I needed. They gave me all the love and all the, I, you got this mom, you know, mm. that I needed. And even if it was a negative comment or, you know, mom, you shouldn't have done that. It didn't feel so painful because mm. they knew me, you know, they knew my life. They know me. They know what I've been through. So it's okay for them to have that opinion and it's okay for them to say that. I don't know who's behind accounts on social media and being that fragile, I don't know if I could have dealt with someone having a negative opinion of what was going on in my life if they hadn't walked in my shoes. So I avoided it and I, it was probably the best thing I'd ever done. Work-wise, wasn't the best thing I'd ever done because I fell off the face of the earth and I stopped getting invited to events and I stopped getting work and I was disposable. Hmm. And that is a comp takes me to a completely different area of social media. You know, if you're not on it and you're not out there and you're not doing everything all the time, you're disposable. Yeah. You're disposable. And I was not ready is it to disposable be disposable or is it forgotten? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, the people you mean something to, I don't think they will forget you. But the people that need you for something significant or something that will benefit them, you become disposable mm. to them. And that is the saddest thing about social media is that I cannot say that I've met if i knew a hundred people on social media that were influencers or in businesses that have small business owners people that i've worked with if i knew a hundred of them if i only had a hundred people that i knew i would say maybe 10 of them would be people that i would invite into my house and right. go come and share come and my share. food with me tonight sort of yeah. thing the rest, it's just social media. I just know you on social media. I just know you at events. But you, do you know what my kids' names are? Yeah. Do you know anything about... Do you anything? know anything you about me? Do you know what my flaws are? Do you know what my weaknesses are? Hmm. Do you know what I like are to do in my spare interested? time? You know, and I would be... I might be that person to someone else where, oh, yeah, I know Taz on social media and I see it at events, but she's not, like, she doesn't know me. And that's okay. That's fine. As long as you recognize it for what it is. Oh, absolutely. I think you have to. In order for you to get through these things, you have How to. How many people actually blur that and think that that's real life? Oh, I, I think there are many people out there that think that this is real life. And it's, it's scary. Mm. It is so scary. Because you've got these three little earthing rods. Yep. Which are your daughters. They, they have taught me that... Being present is so valuable. I value 
being in front of someone and I'm big on connection you know if you if I'm going through something and you see it and I put on my social media for example I I share my life on social media and someone messages me and goes can we meet for a coffee because and maybe I do know them I've seen them a few times mm. and on on social media can we meet for a coffee I just want to just want to give you some time like let's chat I'd be inclined to do that I would be inclined to meet that person because I want to know in front of me eye contact what do you what is your opinion tell me what your opinion is but if you're sitting behind a keyboard and you're mm-hmm. typing an opinion I value it a lot less yeah because, because there's no connection. It's, a it's not. Like it's this. not human form. Like, have we lost so much of human connection, and that we somebody goes, "Oh my gosh, you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen," and you go, "Oh my gosh, I'm the most beautiful girl this person's ever seen," and that's going to stay with me for the rest of my life. No, mm. people. I value people, connection, presence so much more so Mm. much more and unfortunately people can't give you time because time is money and time is valuable Mm. and everything has a price on it and i don't know how to live like that anymore i i was that person i could not give people my time because time is money you're taking me away from doing something productive i cannot be that person anymore and i stopped two years ago Mm. i refuse to be that person um I allowed people into my life and my life changed and I stopped focusing on So I said that again, you allowed people into my life. Right. As in physically into my life. Oh having the coffees. Yeah. And my life changed. Because, because it was, it was real, real. Genuine. It was connection. And that's what social media lacks massively. Influencers have a job. And the job is to influence. To to share an experience, to share a thought, to share that you're influencing, whether it's a product or a thought, like I said before, it is not the easiest path. Nobody, if you've not walked it, you cannot say that it's easy because it's not. It's so trying and it, it will be. It's because wow, it's unbelievable. It will be. Let me run this past you. It will be because. You're creating a persona, persona, you're creating an entity that you can, like you said, you're continually having to feed. And how does it feed you? Okay, it might be events, might get paid from time to time. It's a continually draining thing. Unless the persona is actually you, but we'll come to that. Yeah. You know, genuine, <clears throat> authentic you, but we'll come to that in a minute. But yeah, I could, I can see from just my background and listening to people that you would have this this is the ideal me and we do this in every day right you know i used to be guilty of going to work and you'd see you know work brain but work brain i have to inhabit work brain for you know five days a week Monday to friday nine to five it's 40 40 plus hours a week yeah that's not really who i am but then you spend so much time in that zone so the tension between the two gets unbearable. So it's a little yeah. worry. Is what, I mean, I don't know, 
how open and honest the influencer community is, but is your story a similar story to others or do people just keep churning away, churning away? Yes. Yes. It's the one thing that I think everyone needs to realize is that influencers are real people hmm. that go through real things hmm. that experience life just like everyone else. It does not make us exempt because we put up a pretty picture and mm. we have what seems to be a perfect life. Mm. It is, it is, we are challenged every day, every single day. And my challenge right now would be, where am I going? Am I going to be real and raw about me and my life and, and not always be perfect? Or am I going to just keep being perfect? Mm because I have an aesthetic and I have, this is what I've created already. Yeah, but the challenge, I guess the challenge being that if you choose the latter option, the aesthetic, the perfect, then you are going to, particularly now given your journey, you're going to be an architect in anything else that happens to you in the future, which becomes tiring. Yeah. To, you know, reduce reduction of energy, all of that sort of yeah. stuff, because you've walked the path and you've had the result. Hmm. Um, how did you decide to get back into it? Having had the gap? After the two-year break? Um, I can't say that I mentally... I kind of pulled away from it. Mm. Mentally, I pulled away from it. and so two years away from it. Well, not entirely. So I was still on social media and I would have still been posting here and there and doing what I needed to do just because I noticed that when I did have a break of just not being on there and posting anything, I it, like my engagement dropped massively. I, I did fall off the face of the earth mm. a little bit. The metrics and, and Yeah, like things just changed for me. Mm. And I noticed that I wasn't getting that much work. I wasn't doing much. And obviously I'd already had been, I was saying no to this and, you know, not going anywhere um, and doing stuff. So it scared me a little bit because I do love what I do. I, I do. And that's the truth. And I was like, well, I need to kind of just remind people that I'm still here so again, I was going through what I was going through. I pulled away from social media, but I was still mm. kind of just dropping that. I'm still here. Don't forget me. You know, mm. hi. Um, there was no passion in it though. I was doing it because I didn't want to be forgotten because I mm. knew that once I'd come out of this, you know, this break and this mental, you know, cleansing, if I can say that, mm. I was going to get back there because I do love it. And but I wasn't going to be a broken person behind the scenes when I got back. I would yes. have, I would have found, I would have healed, mm. and I would have found me again. Mm. Um, I would have gotten back into it when I was ready to say that I had met someone, and he has changed my life unbelievably. I was ready to go back and be real about one part of my life that I was so happy about. And 
the strange thing is that I could have had people say things and people comment and go, well, that was quick, you know, that you've met someone and he's in your life. But I don't think that I, that didn't bother me because I don't believe that people should put a time frame on how someone processes mm. things, how someone heals, how someone finds love again. I was looking at myself at 34 years old and I was going, I have found my person. I found my best friend. And with him by my side, the world's my oyster. Like he was my person and, or he is my person. And I found, because I invested my time in my family and him and I started experiencing real, yes. And I was kind of going, okay, this is good. I should be sharing this. But at the same time, I was like, no, I don't want to share it because I want to live in the moment. I started appreciating moments rather than capturing the moment. Or creating fake moments. Exactly. And I couldn't believe that mm. I was, it was actually real. So if I had posted something of him and I being like super happy, it was real. Like, it don't, like guys, this is genuine. Like we're genuinely happy. I couldn't believe that that was happening. And because I valued it so much, I refused to share it. I didn't want to share it. Mm. That was my moment. Mm. I had waited 34 years to have a real moment, a real moment of connection with someone. And I was not going to share that. I refused to do it. And he would be someone that wouldn't, he's not quite out there. You know, he's very shy. Um, he doesn't like his life to be exposed. He's a very private someone. So we, there's a massive contradiction. I'm this person that's an influencer and I put everything on social media and he's like, can you not do that please? (laughs) You know? Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but he, he made me realize so much that I put up snippets now of him and I, and Mm. it's, it's very short. Like it's so sporadic because I'm so caught up in my moment with him that I don't want to take a picture of it. I don't see the point Mm. because. Or not one that you're going to put on your social media. Exactly. You know, um, we go on holiday together and yeah, I put up photos, majority of them on me and then maybe I'll put up one. And I find that me putting up photos of him, it's always, you know, in relation to how he has, made me feel and how he has helped me with, you know, the journey that I've gone through and, you know, me losing my, my drive and my confidence in myself and everything that I was doing. He kind of helped me get to that point of, yes, you can. And yes, you are worthy. And yes, you are going to do it because you motivate me and you encourage me. And I'm so proud of you. Um, those were the words of affirmation and to get it from a partner after everything that I've been through, I, I, that's all I needed. You know, that's all Mm. I needed. Um, and again, human connection, you know, it wasn't somebody that I started chatting to on social media and going, well, let's have this back and forth conversation and build something on that and then meet and then go, well, no, it didn't happen that way. It happened in person it was it it was human connection um so yeah that's how i got back into it i 
gained my confidence again and realized that I needed to start sharing a little bit more of what was real in my life and what I'm sharing at the minute is real. It is real, but it's not the ugly. Mm. And I've recently had a very, very good friend in business. We would have started our businesses around the same time and she's still in business. Thank God. She's amazing at what she does. Um, she contacted me. Um, she had seen a comment that I'd put up on a Facebook group and she comment, she contacted me and she was like, I've just seen your comments on, on the Facebook group and I just wanted you to know that. And I've not spoken to her in like three years. Yeah. And she's like, I just want you to know that I'm willing to work with you. Like, you know, just contact me whenever you need something. And I contacted, I messaged her back and I was like, oh my gosh, I've not heard from you in ages. Like, it's so good to hear from you. But, you know, I did fall off the face of the earth a little bit. And, you know, I've, this is what I've gone through. And of course she was like, oh my gosh, I would never have thought like, wow, you've really kept that you know, quite private. And I was like, well, yeah, I have. It wasn't something that I wanted to share. And she said, you know, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but to be able to reach out to people, she's like, maybe it's worth sharing your story with people. And I said, well, yeah, but how far does one go? Because my story is not just straightforward. It's not like mm. I a story that just involves me. My story involves my kids. My story involves my my ex-husband. <laughs> Plural. Yeah. They are people. You know, they are people. They are they they don't want to be on this journey with me. They in my they were in my life. They are part of my life still because they are my kids' fathers. Yeah. But they don't have to go through this with me. So it's a part of my life and it's the the ugly parts of my life that I don't feel I am authorized to share with people. I could say, like I said. What do you mean by authorized? Um, authorized as in, maybe it's the wrong word to use, but I feel like maybe authorized for me in my head seems right at this mo moment. I don't want to expose someone, you know, someone that is valued and loved by my kids. I'm not going to expose that person. Mm. And I would like, for them, I would like to know that they would be the same. You know, I can't speak for someone else, but I will not be that person. But you could legitimately talk about your half, your experience, your ownership of your part of the story. Yeah. And your participation within that. I suppose I could. And, you know, I can kind of tailor it to kind of suit the strength of getting through something like that more mm. than anything else. Um, and maybe that is something that has played on my mind a little bit where I'd like to share that I, I've been through stuff and I've gone through things that are, these are things that are not, they are scars. They are scars left in my life. You know, I once read that they're also the seeds of your superpowers that you're developing this is true that's another way to look at it um i remember remember someone sharing something with me and it was what divorce looked like in someone's life and they said you know the index page of a book they were like 
take that piece of paper and stick it onto the cover of the book and leave it there for a couple of days and once it's dry tear it off it might come apart but there'll always be pieces left mm. on the cover and there'll always always be holds left mm. on the index page and that's pretty much a divorce you come together and you apart but there's always those scars and there's always it's always going to be there and they scars they they scars to for you to look back and go yep that's gonna fuel my drive yep that scar is gonna oh yeah remember that one that one's gonna make me push harder today because i know i can do it yes that is something that i do have but i'm all about protecting people that don't choose to be in situations and i will continue to do that i will continue to do that um more more so for my kids you know for them to understand that i had an opportunity to say what i needed to say and be heard on every single part of my life but i chose to protect the people that are not a part of my life anymore mm. um and i did it for them and maybe i've done it for myself as well to be the better person and to kind of show people that you can rise above it and you don't have to always look for sympathy based on someone else's or you know by exposing someone else or yeah i'm i'm it's all about me right now and um in my life should i say and yeah just prodding forward i suppose <laughs> so do you see um you becoming more and more real in your posts and what does that look like um i have does it go as far as pictures of you with your hair unbrushed and not brushed teeth on the sofa like you mentioned before <laughs> mm. I don't know if I could get to that point. <laughs> I think I still have a lot of growing to do. <laughs> I need to grow into standards, yeah. I need to grow into the confidence of my ugly side. <laughs> I'm not quite confident about my ugly side yeah. yet. Um, um, I am. I would say that I am a lot more real, and I'm enjoying being real. It's not that ooh moment for people like oh wow she just shared that. It's more, I'm choosing which real moments of myself to mm. share. And the one thing that I have kind of been very confident to talk about of late is my anxiety and my fear of certain things and, you know, I don't want, which is what a lot of people would describe me as, um, people see me and they see confidence and they see, you know, apparently I walk into a room and I intimidate people. I, I Apparently I have that. Yet the people in that room have no clue that I'm probably one of the most insecurity, insecure people standing there. Mm. I needed to share that part of me that was me that was real and i wanted people to know that no i am not confident enough mm. to do what i do but i pretend a lot but inside oh boy it is hard it is really 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 hard um i've been talking about that a lot more and you know just 
being real as in talking about how I feel about certain things in my life and how things it sometimes feels like things are just getting on top of me like things feel like a roller coaster in my life you know those are the sort of things that I'm starting to share um and I've started sharing a little bit more of my kids um which I never did before they are making a lot more of an appearance because again that's real they are part of my life um and well when it comes to my partner he is not so keen on being out there so I respect that you know and I think people can see that or he kind of pops up here and there but he's not someone that is Mm. I want to be in that picture and I want to be featured and you know he's he's not like that and it's it's nice to have him have us have someone like that because he keeps me grounded he definitely does what's the sort of focus of of the content now do you have more of an end goal or is it still just exploration um my cont my content at the minute again would be surrounding what i just said um my end goal would be that while i'm sharing that content i actually start to believe it a little more that i've always been believe what what i'm saying so it is real mm. and i'm kind of going it's okay so if i say life's been an absolute roller coaster but it's okay because we're all human and we'll get through it and we're going to shine at the end of the day not only am i saying that to whoever's reading it but it's almost like i'm saying it to myself and that with me posting that if someone comments and goes oh my gosh i know what you're going through instantly i have that connection and instantly i go wow somebody else has been real so i'm not alone in this and i have had that i have mm-hmm. had people say i know exactly how you feel i recently put up a, a post to say that i've gone decided to go back to the gym which took me five years to get back mm-hmm. into an actual gym and it it was surrounded by insecurity again i was insecure i was fearful the gym is just full of massive egos and i was i was petrified there's a part of me that's still petrified to be in the gym on my own and it's a mental struggle for me every day but i'm gonna get there because i have a goal and i'm not gonna allow people around me who probably don't or they probably don't even notice me Mm. But because I have this insecurity of being there, um, I'm not going to allow that to stop me from achieving my goal. So me putting that up, I've you know I had people message me and go, I feel the exact same way. You know the gym is so intimidating, and it's so great to see that you know you kind of tackling this regardless of the fact that you feel this way. You know can't wait to see how you how you go, and because I'm starting a, a, a challenge, an eight, an eight week challenge, fitness challenge as well. So, you know, that's something that I want to share. I'm trying to just focus more on, yes, I'm Taz Wright and yes, I put up the, the pretty picture, but yeah, I also have insecurities and yes, I do have confidence issues and yes, I have anxiety. You know, it's, it's what, it, mm. that's, that's the real. So my reels kind of just tailored around myself at the minute. Um, in regards to my life, the real is is my real 
personally, you know, um, but me as an individual, I'm willing to kind of put myself out there now. I am. Yeah. So as you grow more confidence in yourself. Yeah. And it's becoming more of a, for me, the, the platform is becoming more of a outlet than what can I gain from this? Mm. Because by being real, I'm actually, people are actually being real back to me. So instead of me putting up a pretty picture and people going, oh my gosh, I love this photo. I put up a picture and my caption tells a different story. Mm. And I'm getting people going, wow, I feel exactly the same way. You know, that for me is so much more valuable that I could, you know, I could kind of give that person that opportunity to feel safe enough to go, yeah, I I feel the same. So... Mm at the end of the day, my end goal is what positive effect am I now having on people? Because everyone can put up a pretty picture. Yeah. Everyone can have the best of everything. Every, But not everyone can be raw about insecurity and confidence and self-esteem. My end goal is to be of a positive influence to people. Um, in my head, you know, like when you were, a little kid, you'd have this vision of what you were going to be and who you were going to be. Um, my ultimate goal, like the ultimate goal, and I have five and I'm already on my third. My fifth goal is to become a motivational speaker and not, not this motivational speaker to women particularly women mm-hmm. um, that have kind of walked the same walk as me, um, walk the same walk as me, go through the same things as me. I want to motivate them by not giving them advice. I want to motivate them to know that I too have been through that. And this is how I got out of it. And this is where I am today. I might not be where I want to be, but I've moved away. I'm in a better place than where I was. So I do love being able to share real, not on social media. If somebody sat in front of me and said, talk to me, tell me about your life, I would give them every single bit of detail. I am not afraid to share my life if the person's in front of me. Mm. Sharing my life in detail on social media brings no value to mm. me at all. It's not valuable at all. See, it's really interesting hear you talk about this because I'm 44 and I was 33, 34 when I had my first Facebook account. So wow. I went through the whole of my 20s, no social media, nothing, and early 30s as well. And there's still a part of me you know, I, rec- I also recognise that I am 44, so I'm not young. Um, but there's part of me that still sees social media for what it is because I spent 34 years of my life where it just was not a thing. It wasn't part. It didn't, it didn't play any role because it, it wasn't in existence. It wasn't even conceived. And so there's still a part of me that whereby, you know, Somebody drops you off as a friend on Facebook. It's 
Yeah. It's not. I'm so offended. I'm not because it's kind of like, to me, it's still not real. Yeah. It's a tool. It's a platform. You know, I live in in Western Australia and I've still got friends back in England. It's awesome for me to see what they're up to on a fleeting moment. So when I go back, I can say, oh, I noticed you did this. Yeah, that was a really great day out. Or, yeah, and just it's a communication tool, a broad one without me having to actually ring everybody up every fortnight and go what went on so it's pretty awesome as a functional tool in that way and now I begin to understand it more from a business context but in between I I see it I think I see it for what it is but then sometimes I wonder whether I'm just being like an old bloke I go it's not real but then to actually sit and listen to yourself who's been into the thick and the devils and, and, and the depths of it all to then come back and sit here and say to me but it's not real it's not a real connection like you and I are having right now sitting around this microphone you know I've done over 100 episodes of WA Real only two have been done through Zoom for special reasons um, but it, but by and large I've turned down a lot of in the other invites from people who say, oh, we can do it through Zoom. It's like, no, you got to come to Perth. Wow. Well, I'm not going to be here till later later in the year. That's cool. I'll still be podcasting. We'll book it in for then. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm not stopping. I, yeah. If you're coming in 12 months' time, let's book it in for 12 months' time. If you're not coming to Perth, then okay, fair enough. Um, yet, I have a 12-year-old daughter, and, and, and it's all been around since the moment she was conceived and born. Um, so she doesn't have the luxury that I do, whereby I grew up, without it being there so it is just a thing for her it's a constant it's like you know it's like my grandmother was around and didn't have a tv yeah for many years i grew up with a tv i could i can watch national geographic as a kid and see things from south africa and places like that so to actually hear somebody who's been into the depths of it and then still come back out and say it's not it is it's a thing but it's not as real as this that you and I are doing um kind of nice for me <laughs> yeah I, I think it, I think as an it's, open share well that's right I think it's there's it's like I, I said it's a double myself. edge it's a double-edged sword you know it brings you satisfaction in some areas yeah. but it doesn't give you the the satisfaction where I can't tell you what I saw yesterday on social media of course you can't but I can tell you what I, who I spoke to in person. Hmm. I can tell you what I felt yesterday. I can't tell you if I remember what someone who is my friend posted on social media a month ago. Hmm. But I can tell you a month ago, someone that I actually see in person from time to time posted a month ago. So what's your advice for... Because we look, we go into social media to look and learn certain things, right? And so part of me sees there being a role for influencers with my bunny ears. Mm. Um, and part of me, you know, I oscillate with it to who the hell do these people think they are? What fucking life experience have they got? You know, uh, do you understand the responsibility of what influencing somebody else actually means? I mean, I struggle enough with like radio presenters and TV presenters. Yeah. You know, do you actually understand what you're doing? Because people are sitting there in a monged out state, listen, 
it's going deep into their in, into their person what's going on so it you know but then I oscillate back towards the fact of well this is great because everyday people with everyday messages can get those everyday messages out because we live in a real everyday life yeah you know and if I come back just to myself with the podcast you know I don't put tabs on myself for being a, a, a particularly special person, but I am a curious person. So I've gone out and talked to a lot of people and I've shared real conversations. Some people, some, some people will like, some won't, you know, some people might nip into my podcast, listen to a few and go off to Joe Rogan and everywhere else. And yeah. that's cool too. Or they might stay and listen to the whole bloody catalog. You know, I've got people who have and, and it's great. And I enjoy it. And it, you know, it, it is what it is. And, you know, I, th- I, I have started to develop a message and an offering which which is starting to come together for me. So, yeah, I kind of oscillate with it from who the hell do you think you are to but this is great because it's accessible to real people to talk about real things and normalise real human journeys. So, hmm, what are your thoughts on that? Um, hmm... Because it's there's still a bit I struggle with of of putting out consistent content of a perfect life. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not getting at you. Oh yeah, I, I'm absolutely. Because obviously I understand your journey, but it still continues, and there's a responsibility in there. You know, still putting out consistent pictures of a perfect life when it could all be hell in a handbag behind the scenes. And it's like whoa, and and. Sometimes, you know, do we need to see that people are human just like we are? Like, it is a bit crap at times. It is. I woke up and I was in a shitty mood all day and the day afterwards. And it finally cleared on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. I don't um, know. I, I think that with, with influencers, it's entirely up to them as to how far they are willing to go. Mm. No. Most influencers don't start becoming an influencer or, you know, start their journey because of a shit moment in their life. Correct, yeah. So what they would have created before those shitty moments in their life would have been real, Mm. you know. That could have been real. They then experience these things in their lives and it doesn't fit what they've been putting out for the past year. Mm. So they don't. Um, some do, um, and then you have those people that are just completely abused all the time because they have an opinion and mm-hmm. because they're so raw and real that people don't want that. People don't want some people don't want to see the ugly. So you have to find a balance. How much of the ugly are you willing to share? I chose to not share any of my ugly. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be abused. I didn't want to have an opinion. Um, some people share a little bit of it, and maybe they'll have an opinion here and there and then some people go full blast and just constantly get abused about the choices that they're making and because they are so opinionated themselves when they put something out there it comes across as it is so harsh that somebody is reading that and going oh how dare you like I'm sorry I'm going to say something because I don't agree with that um I don't want to I don't want that Get you know, I don't want to get in that. I don't have time to get in that. Um, 
it's for me it's it it would be mentally draining to constantly have these arguments with someone I don't even know is that even you behind that account you know it could be some 12 year old having a very intellectual conversation with me arguing with me and like it doesn't bother me honestly um my the one thing that I live on right now and it's a saying is um a quiet voice has a a loud mind Mm. and that is what I'm kind of starting to process and starting to believe that a quiet voice has a loud mind you know Mm. don't underestimate someone that's quiet because their mind is loud and I rather just sit back and go okay each to their own and walk away but like I say I've never had negative feedback I have never had negative feedback and everything that I do share I it's my opinion in a very respectful capacity how people decide to process it or take it on board is a reflection of who they are you know it's I I kind of share what I what I go through and what I am going through and if somebody feels like it's too much information then that's okay Hmm. and just move on sort of thing um that's how i would i'd kind of look at something and go okay you could have maybe not shared that much with the world um but each their own that's it obviously did something for you and i don't know what that was and each their own Hmm. and that's how i see it so you know there's a very nice side to it and then there's also the conflict of life when mm. it comes to being an influencer because when you're taking those photos and you're posting them it's all so nice and wonderful and then two minutes after I post a photo I'm screaming at my kids yeah going you are all grounded because <laughs> I can't take this anymore and I'm running through the house like a mad woman going pick up your clothes and do this and nobody's done their chores but five minutes later I posted a photo of me smiling going life is amazing and two minutes later real life hits you because it's two seconds Hmm. post a photo put up put up a a caption walk away and then real life hits you as soon as you put that phone down it's real life behind that and again influencers are not exempt from experiencing real life they all have a real life that all goes with the same thing as everyone else mm. it is that misconception of a glamorous lifestyle portrayed mm. on social media mm. very very unfortunate <laughs> to mm. people that don't kind of sit there and go explain this to me why why are you doing this like what do you really do and that's a question i get all the time so what do you really do and i'm like what do you mean what do i really do <laughs> like this is what i do there's no really do behind it this is what i really do you know and people don't get it people don't get it because mm. they don't have the same passion yeah that i have or that any other influencer has you know i can look at somebody that is what's the most Somebody that's an accountant, you know, I could not think of anything worse than looking at numbers and like, I, I can't do it. I literally can't do it. And I go, wow, how does that 
what does that give you? Does it fill your tank? Mm. Does it fill that? Yes, it does. It fills their tank. They are, they are like completely buzzing. And I'm looking at it going, hmm, I don't know. Like, I'd rather draw <laughs> than yeah. count. Yeah. Um, that would be me. So it's exactly the same way. Somebody else will look at an influence and go, so what do you really do? You know, there are some influencers that are doing extremely well and earning lots of money. Mm. You know, they get paid Here starting, yeah, like some really, really, you know, there was an article just recently in the newspaper about influencers and, you know, some influencers are getting like $500 a post. Yeah. You know, wow. Okay. Two minutes, $500. Sweet. 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 There are some that are actually hmm. doing it full time yeah. as a job. I don't do it full time as a job. No, I do it. This is something that I do on the side. Yeah, you know, being a mum is my first my first priority. It's being a mum, and I love being a mum. Um, doing the influencer side of things that's something that I do on the side, and maybe if I hmm. do put my all into it and go, well, this is what I'm going to do every single day for the rest of my life. Maybe I will be that person that will be paid every day for mm. two minutes, $500. <laughs> yes. Isn't that glamorous? As soon as you don't end up speaking <laughs> the next fire festival. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I would not want to be on their list of influencers. No, no, life. no. That, that demonstrates just accountability doesn't it yeah and those those influences been, were massive yeah because previously it's been like the wild west of uncharted territory in terms of all account accountability yeah absolutely you know i watched that and i was like wow mm. and just the how it's almost like it was almost like clickbait for them yeah. It, they painted this, they saw this big picture and then they oh, got yeah. there and it was completely, it was opposite. It's like clickbait. You know, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. read something, you go, oh, wow, I need to read that article. And the next minute you go in and it was about the new shoes that was being, you know, being launched by a beautiful or massive brand. And then suddenly you go into it and they're talking about like intestines. It's like, what? Like, you just yeah. got my attention, but clicked on that and you know they yeah. got that view um that was like that's what, how i saw yeah. yeah that's how i saw the fire festival like it was like wow mm. but that then was... they did play a role in selling that they did yeah. they did because they, they would be influenced it. you know i mean they would influence yeah they um, took money to advertise it. oh we want to oh my gosh it's her i want to be there i have to be at that festival because she's going to be there or i have to be there because he's going to be there it's it is what it's how the world is functioning at the minute mm. it's very we live our lives based on social media and what social media tells us not society as such anymore because society is on social media but social media is actually the deciding factor on how society and the influencer and the influence are going to react mm. um, so yes that's the life of an influencer, I suppose. It's mm. up and down. It's, it really is. Tell me about the other influencers in Perth. Do we have... Um, do we have... In, obviously, you'll have influencers that influence people within Perth and Western Australia. Yeah. 
but then do we have influences that have a bigger broader scale across the whole of australia and it and also now globally uh yes we do we do yep we do um there are a few people that i would say hmm. that would have that um which is kind of cool for a remote it is. part of the world. Especially, especially that there's, you know, I can think of two or three on the top of my head um, that would be influencing the rest of the world. And some of them, you know, one of them is a mom and she travels all the time. Um, so she's influencing that travel, that traveler, and that how to make everything look so glamorous and pretty, where I can go and where has she been? And people are, you know, she's amazing at what she does. Um, and then, you know, there's another one, another girl that didn't even start off as an influencer. She started off as a model and she's now an influencer, but she's real. And when I say she's real, she, she will show that the, I don't have makeup on today side of herself mm. and she has grown because of her realness she did not decide to be an influencer she fell into that because of how she went through being a model and how she grew and you know she grew a, a Facebook platform that grew quite quick and then she jumped onto Instagram and that blew up and you know I know her personally and she is when I can say when I pulled away from everyone, she'd probably be one of the very few that I still stayed in contact with because she genuinely, I knew the person behind the social media. She genuinely mm. made me happy. She would mm. make me smile all the time. Um, so yeah, she would be someone that is known worldwide. You know, she's traveled um, to the States for modeling and you know, she, she's, she's got a massive following. But yeah, they, they are very successful um, influences in Perth, which I only now, I think as time has gone by and social media has become such a powerful tool, um, for marketing, I think these influences are now kind of coming to the top and people are going, wow, there's more to her than just a pretty picture. Mm. She has a story behind that. And I think the, I think the ultimate goal with any influencer is for people to realize that, yes, we do put up pretty pictures all the time. And yes, we do want you to see the pretty, but don't for one minute think that we are not, you know, we exempt from experiencing life because we mm. do experience life. Um, so yeah, there they are. Mm. What have you learned about yourself in this journey? Um, the good and the bad. <laughs> Um, <laughs> we'll start, <laughs> I'll start with the bad and the bad is that I would have not felt good enough. I started to compare myself to everything out there. Um, I think I might've lost a little bit of my self-worth, um, and it would have definitely dented my confidence a little um that again you know i lacked those things prior social media intensified it um <clears throat> for me to say i don't really want to look at social media today because i don't really want to know what somebody else is doing and compare myself should tell me that social media does have a 
negative effect on my insecurities and my struggle of my makeup sort of thing. Um, that would be the bad of social media. Um, the good side of it is that I have only realized of late the ability or the platform I have to be able to share where I will start my journey of where I want to end and where I'd like to be eventually. Um, I've also worked with some really great brands and professional businesses where I have built relationships with either the owner or the marketing manager and it's gone as far as you know if I needed advice I can I can just email them and go hey you know this is my issue what do you think and it's those sort of relationships so Work-wise, I've built some really strong relationships with people that I have professional relationships with. Mm. Um, meeting people on there, being able to change people's lives as well, being able to just make someone feel like they aren't alone because I've shared something that kind of resonates with them or connects with them in some way. Um, and yeah, that's that's probably the, the good side of it. I I can't say that there'd be too much more from it, but I have, you know, I've kind of built my businesses on it. I've gained clients from that. I've, that would be the positives. But yeah. the negatives are ones that bother me. I think those mm. are the ones that would be the concerning because the positives are not as impactful that kind of outweighs the negative you know they I, they have that impact but they're not assisting with me not feeling that way not feeling like oh I don't have that or oh I should be more active or mm. I wish I had you know studied further because then I would be able to do that and you constantly are questioning how your life has been you know and I would be someone that would kind of understand life as I'm on a path and my best friend's on a path and we're on this path together and at some point we might just go different ways and not looking at it as a way like you've turned your back on me or you betrayed me you know I kind of look at it now that we're going our different ways and maybe our paths will join again maybe it won't but i believe that everything happens for a reason hmm. and i believe that everyone has an end game everyone has one how fast we get there is does not define what your end game is going to be because it's always what you, your life is going to be i believe is it's not nobody and nothing is going to change that the route you take will change yes but that's never going to change. And some people might get to that quicker than what you have, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to ever achieve that. Mm -hmm. Social media makes you question that. Right. Yeah. Yes. Every day. So I don't it's actually... Great source of anxiety. Right? I don't actually spend that much time on my social media anymore. I go on, I post a photo, um, I scroll maybe for... 
two two to three minutes. Mm. And who do you look at? Um, <laughs> who, who do who, I look at? Who influences <laughs> Um I. It depends on what I'm kind of going through. You know, like for me, what am I focusing mainly in my on mainly in my life right now? And that would be my health journey. So mentally and physically. So I've been following like a lot of motivational pages about the mind and like holistic he- like you know people that are into like holistic healing and stuff like that. They put up some really profound things sometimes that make you kind of sit back and go wow, that's that's incredible. You know, every, you know, it's a constant encouragement that you know fight those thoughts and know that you are better. Um I follow a lot of fashion pages because i do like fashion um in saying that i love fashion and whether it be you know your very affordable brand and cheaper or your high-end brands i'm not that person that i can like the higher-end brands and it's so strange i can like the high-end brands but it doesn't necessarily mean that i have to have it Mm. i can love it and go oh my gosh i love those shoes or i love that bag but I don't know if I could bring myself to actually having that only because I feel like I would rather spend my money on experiences than things. And that's always just been a part of my life. I've Mm. always been like that. So I look at fashion and more as, um, I think it'd be more for inspiration, you Mm. know? Oh, I think I'll wear my, Things I've got that, I'll think I'll wear it like that, I'll give it a go. So it's not, oh, I have to have that, and I have to have this, and I have to have that. It's not like that. And even when I would have been in a position where maybe I could have afforded to have bought that $500 bag or $1,000 bag, I would have probably gone, do you know what? I could go to Bali for that, or I could go here, or I could do yeah. that, or you know, I could go away for the weekend. Um, I just kind of look at it like that. I always weigh my options. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I could use that money somewhere else that's going to yeah. be of more positive um, in my life. So um, fashion is something that I do follow. Um, and people that I that I feel that I'm trying to be as real as possible, especially influencers. I do follow a lot of influencers and you know I know them personally as well, some of them, mainly the Perth ones. Um, but... The influences that I follow are not influences that make me feel crap about myself. Yeah. They are influences that motivate me. Mm. They are influences that positively contribute to my life. Um, If I feel that someone is making me question, if an influencer is starting to make me question myself, and this would be of recent, um, I unfollow them Mm. because... I cannot have that anymore. I can't, if, I, if I've acknowledged that social media makes me question my worth and makes me compare myself to someone, then I need to remove that negative out of my life mm. because I can't quite understand it in my mind. So I need to heal somewhere and me removing it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm removing it because I don't want to see it because I'm still going to be jealous when I do. I'm removing it because I'm trying to get my head to a right place to understand that i also have something valuable and Mm. it that does not define me that i shouldn't Mm. compare myself to that so while i'm on this healing path 
I'd rather not see stuff. So I just unfollow accounts that make me feel like I'm not good enough. Yeah. 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 What does the next two to three years look like for me? Hmm. <laughs> oh, what does it look like? I have so much that I want to achieve and so much that I want to do. Mm. Um, in my personal life, the next two to three years is 100% enjoying every single minute with my daughter because in the next two to three years, she'll be 18. Hmm. Um, and I don't know where and what she's going to do with herself. I know she wants to travel. So I want to concentrate on my daughters. They, they bring me the most unbelievable amount of joy. Um, they drive me absolutely bonkers. I think mm. every single parent can say that they drive me mad. Um, and there's most, you know, there's, I wouldn't say most days, but some days I literally have threatened them that I'm going to sell them on eBay. Mm. Like I'm putting you on eBay now because I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I want to enjoy my kids. I realized that as I've gotten older, I've realized that while we always complaining about our kids, exactly like what I've just done, they don't have forever with us. They don't have forever with us. And because I have time without any of my kids because of my, you know, our living arrangements and our split family arrangements, um, I realize that it's in that time that I go, okay, this is two days has passed and mm. I'm what, like, I've lost my purpose. Mm. My purpose, I don't have a purpose when they're not there. Mm. And my purpose when they are there is to be a mum, and when they're not i feel like i'm lost i'm completely lost so <clears throat> i want to enjoy the last three years that i have with tyler um and i want to give a part of myself to my partner that i have never given to anyone before and that would be all walls, all walls broken down, mm. real, raw. I want to experience stuff that I missed out at 20. I want to do things that I've never done before. I want to travel. I've never, like I never traveled, you know, it's, it's so horrible. Like I'm 35 years old and I've not traveled. You know, I've not seen the world. I... Mm. I do a lot of reading about the world and about different countries and I love history. So I have that in my head, but I've never traveled. And so I feel like it's going to unleash something within me, you know, that travel. I believe that, that the traveling is just going to ignite something so massive in my life. I'm very, very, very lucky to be able to travel at the end of this year to Ireland. Um, my partner's from Ireland. Yep. Um, and I'll be going for four weeks with my kids as well. So first time that my kids have traveled anywhere. Um, it's a family experience. They're older. They can take it in. You know, they understand. Mm. Um, and to get to where I want to be. And I know that investing my time in things that are most important, and that's my family, would definitely ground. It will keep me grounded and it will give me and equip me 
to be able to speak freely in a comforting way to people that have gone through what I've gone through. Mm. Um, mm. The end of the road, or should I say the end goal, is not always glamorous. It doesn't have to be this beautiful house and this expensive car and this successful business. That's, that's some people's, you know, dream end goal. Some people's end goal is other things. And I don't particularly think that my end goal is this glamorous lifestyle. It, it's not who I am. My end goal is to be able to make someone feel better, to make someone feel like they're not alone anymore, mm. to make someone feel like, talk to me, because I'm not just sitting here saying, this is what happens when someone goes through something. I'm sitting here and I'm telling you that this is what happened when I went through it. Yeah. This is, I'm talking to you because I, I feel I, I'm, I have the experience. You have the lived experience. You know, I don't just walk into somewhere and go, yes, I'll be a motivational speaker and I'll be able to talk to women and encourage them to better themselves because I feel like by theory, this is going to work. Mm. No, I'm here because I've been through it. And there's so much more that I've been through in my life. You know, this is just 2% of my life. There's my life in South Africa mm. that is massively painful to be able to share you know but in that in in that environment and that capacity i will share that because somebody might need to hear that you know i don't know who could be in that room at that time that could be if something does not spark today i'm mm -hmm. going home and that's it for me i'm done yeah. i'm done with life um having lost my mom to suicide it's a massive thing for me Mm. And with, you know, the, the society we live in at the minute, it's something that most people just default to. Mm. I think it's easy. It's so easy. Um, and I want to be that person that can talk to people about it because yeah. I have the experience and I've been there. Yeah. If you could go back to just before you started your first Instagram account for yourself, not the baby clothing mm -hmm. give that Taz a piece of advice from this point in time what would it be wow <laughs> um wow I've never thought about that actually um I would Actually, I think I know what I would say. What's that? Um, I would say that regardless of what is seen or heard via social media and this platform, it's never real. It's, it's not going to define you because it's behind something it can't take anything away from you. Mm. It can't change who you are as an individual unless you allow it to. Yes. It can't hurt you physically. No. It can't take your home away from you. It can't take your family away from you. It can't take anything valuable and real that you can feel and touch. It cannot take that away. It is merely just a form of technology. 
don't get caught up in that. Don't mm. believe that it's going to rule your life. That is what I would say, mm. that it's all just technology. It's, it's not going to remove me out of my bed at night and mm. slip my throat, you know, mm. what they do in South Africa. You know, that's what, Yeah. that's, that is real. Social media is not real. It's not real. It's not in your face. It doesn't affect you physically. It's not going to take your last breath away from you unless you allow it to. Mm. And then the last question I ask many of my guests, if you could take a little nugget of information and pop it into the collective consciousness so everybody gets it. What would that be? Ooh, <laughs> I have so many. Is to just stay true to who they are. Just be real. You know, it's so cliche. I'm saying that over this, you know, but it's, it's the truth. We have lost, we've lost human connection. It's gone. And it used to be so amazing. It used to be so liberating. It used to be so empowering. Just be real and don't forget that human connection is far more powerful than anything else. Don't hide behind a screen anymore. Don't hide mm. for the rest of your life. Talk to someone that's real you know that's in your face that's in the present exactly you know there you go um the one thing that i can take from my mom um that she shared with me from a very young age actually was she said to me that whenever i had any issues in my relationship um and i was angry and we were arguing or fighting was to grab his hand and hold his hand while I was screaming at him or while we were arguing because there's nothing more powerful than human touch mm. to deactivate any sort of emotion that was kind of keeping you so mm. hostile. That physical touch, and I challenge people to try it because... I swear it works. Mm. I swear it works. I like it. Physical touch and love and affection is so powerful that even kids believe that if you kiss something after they've hurt it, it feels better. There's something to think about. Mm. Physical touch. And to apply that to every other part of their life. That if they want to be of influence to someone, then give that person time. Don't don't just be influence behind something. Give them time. Mm. And time is yourself in the present. So, yes. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you. It has been an absolute pleasure sharing and being able to have a voice for once. Yeah. Not just a picture. Not just a picture, exactly. Because I don't actually have the confidence to do this on my Instagram. Like, you never yeah. see me... I mean, you occasionally you will, but it's very rare that you actually see me speaking on my Instagram because mm. I'm like, I, I don't know how to go on a live video and talk and talk and not have anyone 
respond. Mm. I, I, it, it just feels really stupid that mm. you could have this whole long two-hour live and all you just see is just comments, you know, and I'm like, I, I don't know how to do that because mm. I just feel really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I want somebody to challenge me. I want somebody to say something and ask me questions. And, you know, you can feel that in your voice. You can hear it in someone's voice, their sincerity, their their emotions, their feelings. That's what I want. You know, I don't want to just talk into a camera, a phone, mm. and not have anyone talk back to me. This has been so comfortable. I've never felt so confident talking to anyone in this capacity um, about my life until today because you're in front of me and I can see you and you're a real person. Yeah. Hmm. If people want to find you, where do they find you? Instagram. They can. <laughs> <laughs> they can Tell find me right. at home. <laughs> um, they can find me on Instagram. My handle is Tazright. Um, and I would love people to connect with me. You know, if they, if they have listened to my story, um, I, I want to, I want to know people out there. You know, mm. I want to get to know people that feel like they've connected with this. Mm. Let's chat. I want to talk to them. I want to, I want to know that I can find something valuable, um, that they might have to offer. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for sp spending the time with me. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs>